0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Iceberg to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or wherever you get your podcasts from. I just wanted to come on here today with an Iceberg to Go ahead of Saturday's matchup against the Toronto Maple Leafs and address something I'm starting to see not just in the Penguins market, but all around the NHL market. And a lot of people are starting to have some revisionist history float around about the Eric Carlson trade with the Pittsburgh Penguins when it happened especially in Pittsburgh I saw mainly an overwhelming positive reaction but specifically so for certain outlets around the NHL but because he struggled recently to score that is kind of turned everybody soured everybody on Eric Carlson and my question is why is everyone so surprised about his defensive play His offensive play struggling, yes, that's a little bit of a surprise. But at the same time, you didn't expect him to come out and score 101 points again. You didn't expect him to come out and be the San Jose Eric Carlson simply because there are more players on this team that are built to contribute on the offensive side. But what I've seen a lot recently is people being surprised at how porous he is in his own zone. Eric Carlson has always been high risk. Always, his entire career, over a decade, he's been that player for Ottawa, he was that player for San Jose, and well, no different this season. He's that player for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I read an interesting article on Sportsnet from Adam Vignan, and he had an interesting or Vingen, sorry, he had an interesting stat here that I wanted to to bring up because it it highlights the biggest issue in Eric Carlson's game, which is turnovers. Opponents have scored 10 goals within 10 seconds of an Eric Carlson turnover this season. That's obviously first in the National Hockey League. Is that an issue in the grand scheme of things? Yes. Very big issue in the grand scheme of things. But on the flip side of that issue is one of the most productive defensemen in the entire NHL. In that same article on Sportsnet, Adam pointed out the Penguins currently average 1.6 expected goals per 20 minutes in all situations with Eric Carlson on the ice, which, similar to the other stat, is first in the National Hockey League. Not to mention the Pittsburgh Penguins have outscored opponents 33-7 with Carlson on the ice at 5-on-5 as well. You take the good with the bad. There shouldn't be any surprises about this. And yet, a lot of this discussion has circled around his recent scoring struggles, because at the end of the day, if you're going to have the bad, you need the good as well. Eric Carlson has four points in his last 12 games. He had previously scored 17 in the first 16 games of the season. So yes, he's on a cold streak, as is the majority of the Pittsburgh Penguins. But I'll say this, his underlying numbers have hardly budged. For those who take that into account, he is still easily the best defenseman when it comes to underlying numbers on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Easily the best. Not only on the Pittsburgh Penguins, but when you look league-wide at what Eric Carlson's numbers look like among all defensemen in the National Hockey League, he's currently 7th in goals for percentage, not expected goals. That's not really even an underlying number. Goals for versus goals against, what's that percentage look like? Eric Carlson's is 7th among all defensemen in the National Hockey League. He's also 19th in the NHL in expected goals for percentage. There's a little bit of a drop there, but that's to be expected because that takes into account opportunities that you've given up. And the Pittsburgh Penguins, fortunately enough, Have had extremely good goaltending that has made up for some of his defensive issues. Has made up for some of the odd man rushes that he allows when he's jumping up into the play on the offensive zone. But again, as I've said so many times on this episode, what is surprising about that to anybody? The one major issue, other than getting back on track when it comes to scoring goals. The one major issue in the defensive zone that I'd like to see him rein in, because at the end of the day... He's Eric Carlson. He's not going to change. He's not going to do what you've seen Chris Letang do, for example, this season. Letang has been similar in his career. High risk, high reward from Chris Letang. That's what he has been for majority of his career. But even when Letang was like that, you could tell there is a defensive side to his game. And this year, he's been allowed to bring it to light because he hasn't had as much of the offensive burden due to Eric Carlson also being on the team. So... You're not going to expect Carlson to make that same change, but the one thing I will say that he needs to rein in a little bit is his turnovers. As the scoring has decreased, the amount of turnovers that Eric Carlson has had has increased. Now there's an easy correlation to make there. He's obviously getting a little bit more high risk than normal because the puck just isn't going in the back of the net. Same splits, first 16 games of the season. With Eric Carlson on the ice, the Penguins had 23 goals for, or 1.43 goals per game. They had 12 goals allowed with Eric Carlson on the ice at 5-on-5, which is .7 goals allowed per games played, and in those 16 games, Eric Carlson had 9 giveaways, or at least half a giveaway per game, essentially. In his last 12, instead of 23 goals, it's gone down to 9 goals, 1.43 goals per game down to 0.75 goals per game when it comes to goals allowed though that's also gone down five goals allowed in the last 12 games with eric carlson on the ice going down from 0.7 to 0.4 so again nothing has changed and in fact he's giving up less goals at five on five over the last 12 games than he was in the first 16 when he was scoring in every single game The only thing that's changed, the biggest thing that's changed, I should say, not the only thing, is he has eight giveaways in the last 12. He's gone from a giveaway every other game to now a giveaway in two out of every three games. That needs to be reined in. And that's a simple thing to rein in. That's not his nature. That's not high risk, high reward. That's something about Mike Sullivan sitting down Eric Carlson and settling him down Because Carlson is struggling in the offensive zone, so he's trying to force the issue more. How many times have we said it with Chris Letang throughout his entire career? When things aren't going well on the score sheet, Letang forces more turnovers because he's trying to make up for the fact that he isn't scoring. Same thing with Carlson. The offense is going to come. He's not going to continue to struggle the way that he has. And you even look at the last game, it's a perfect example. Eric Carlson defensively was a mess against the Montreal Canadiens. Worse than I think we've seen him in black and gold. But he still picked up two points. You take the good with the bad. That's always been the deal When you have Eric Carlson on your team. And yes it's frustrating. It can be. Especially you look at a turnover like the one he had in the first period of the game against Montreal. Goes right to David Savard. And David Savard scores his first goal of the season. Making him look like Eric Carlson. It was directly off a turnover from EK65. What does he do? He comes back. He scores two assists. And he helps the Penguins to a victory. Yes, you'd like to see him be a little bit more responsible in the defensive zone. He's fortunate that he plays with a defenseman of the caliber of Marcus Pedersen to hide a lot of his flaws or to make up for a lot of Eric Carlson's flaws. You would like him to play more efficiently and less high risk when it comes to his own zone. But at the end of the day, you're not going to get the Eric Carlson that is, when he's at his best, one of the most elite goal scoring and point scoring defenseman in national hockey league history it's unfortunate I'd like to say that he could go out there and be Chris Letang on the defensive zone this season and still be Eric Carlson in the offensive zone but I'm not sure that you can ask that of him I'm not sure you could ask that of anybody at the NHL level it'd be nice to have him be a great defenseman a great defensive defenseman but at the end of the day it's just not in his DNA to sit there and be a stay-at-home defensive defenseman and be defensively responsible first, offensively efficient second. That's just not in his nature. What I will say is this. Whenever we came into this season with Carlson on the Penguins, I had very, very low expectations for him defensively. He surpassed them. The bar was low, but he surpassed them early in the season. What I think you're seeing now is with the points not going the way that he wants him to, with the puck not going in the back of the net, the way that he wants it to, you're seeing him get frustrated. And in turn, you're seeing that defensive play start to deteriorate a little bit. Not that he was great at the beginning of the season, but he was much better than what he's shown over the last couple of games. You just need him to settle down. You need that point total to start regressing positively back to the mean, and you'll get Eric Carlson that the Pittsburgh Penguins got in the early portion of the season where he went, what, six, seven games with points in a row, and then five of them were multi-point games, that's the Eric Carlson that's going to help the Penguins back into a playoff spot, and that's the Eric Carlson that Kyle Dubas acquired in what, to this day, even if he's playing the way that he's played, was a great trade for the Pittsburgh Penguins. A lot of revisionist history out there. Frank saravalli among them. I saw his little video that he put up. It's... Asinine. The Penguins got rid of so many bad contracts and brought in a guy the caliber of Eric Carlson. To think that that was a horrible trade an uncalled for trade an unnecessary trade—that to me just shows that you're trying to to make yourself look right three months after the fact. Once things first start to hit a bump in the road, that's that's my opinion on that, and that's my opinion on Eric Carlson. Let me know what you think of Eric Carlson so far as a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins. There's highs, there's lows, there's both of them. But I still think the only reason you're starting to see a lot more people creep up and get a little more vocal about the Pittsburgh Penguins acquiring Eric Carlson is because of his recent scoring struggles and because, in turn, it's caused him to be a little bit less efficient in the defensive zone, which is something none of us should be surprised about. But at the end of the day, we'll sit there, we'll wait and see how things turn around. The Penguins currently winning two straight games. They might be getting Ricard Raquel back tomorrow for their night or Hockey Night in Canada matchup with the Toronto Maple Leafs. It is a interesting time for the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's going to be an interesting end of December. A lot of big matchups coming up, and they're going to need Eric Carlson to be at his best for them in order to have a winning record through them. But that's going to do it for this episode of Iceberg To Go. Thank you so much for tuning in, and remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from.